Hi there. My name is Casey. This is the Emetophobia Podcast. I recently got to thinking about my emetophobia and how it has affected me over the last, I don't know, it's been about eight years now I've had emetophobia. And it's something that I didn't really know how to explain to people. And I, I didn't really know how to explain it to myself either at the time. I did a lot of research over the last eight years, and I've come to find out what it actually is, how it affects me, and how to deal with it. Now, emetophobia, if you're not aware of what emetophobia is, um, it is the fear of vomiting. Now, some people have a traumatic event that happens in their lives where this will just kind of come to be a thing in their mind, and there's really nothing they can do about it. Other people, it will happen just pretty much out of the blue, just kind of happens one day and you really don't know why. Some people are kind of born with it where they just, as kids, they develop this crazy fear of vomiting and it's just an extremely scary thing for them. And that's kind of how it started for me. Uh, basically, I've been afraid uh, of, of throwing up for a very, very long time. I, I, I had done it when I was a kid. I got the flu a couple times. I ate too much candy on Valentine's Day. And uh, there's just a lot of different times where it's happened, but it's been an extremely traumatic experience for me. So basically with this podcast, I kind of just want to go over um, what emetophobia is, raise some more awareness for it, help everybody out who is dealing with emetophobia, who thinks they're alone in the world and has nobody to talk to. Um, I'm definitely here for you guys. It's a big deal in my life. It's something that I I really didn't know how to explain um, to anybody. And people just thought I was crazy. They told me to quit being a pussy about it and just deal with it and yada, yada, yada. Um, But in this episode, I'm kind of just going to go over what happened to me. There is going to be some trigger warnings. It's a little bit hard for me to even talk about. So please bear with me. If it gets too hard to listen to, I totally understand if you want to skip this episode. Uh, But I'm going to go into detail about what happened in my life to like kind of where it all started. So like I said, I've been afraid of uh, throwing up for a very long time now. It was not so much a huge problem when I was a kid, but it was just like I knew it was there. It was evident that I was afraid of it. And as I've grown up, um, it got progressively worse. And then there was kind of a moment where a a switch in my head just kind of switched over and everything changed. So what happened, I'm already starting to shake a little bit, get a little bit anxious here, but um. So what happened was, uh, I live in Traverse City, um, uh, up in northern Michigan, and I didn't live here at the time. I was living downstate in Elma, Michigan, uh, or Mount Pleasant area, and I had a had a buddy up here who was going to college here, and we would kind of make trips back and forth, and uh, we'd come up here and visit, go on vacation, because he had a, a house here and everything. So eventually, I got myself out of high school, um, and... I decided I wanted to move out of my parents' house and move up here because it was so beautiful and there was a lot of tourism going on, a lot of people to meet. It was a cool place. So before I moved here, though, um, we had gone on some vacations up here and there was one particular time where, I, this is this is the story, I'm going to just come out and say it, but um, my, my friend, um, his name is Alex, and he was on probation at the time and he was smoking something called spice it's uh or tie high or whatever you want to call it it's basically synthetic cannabis and absolutely the worst thing ever but um 
so he was smoking that at the time and he had came to my house that night to stay the night. Um, that kind of really doesn't have to do much with the story, but I just kind of want to bring it in there because it does come up later. But my mom was an alcoholic and she would make food at night and she would leave it out. And I know food is another big deal with emetophobia. I've had the same problem. It's kind of something that uh, developed over time with my mom, the way she would cook. Sometimes she would leave stuff out on the, the stove all night and then she would just throw it in the fridge. And at the time, it really didn't matter to me. It wasn't that big of a deal. But um, since I had emetophobia, um, it, it kind of became this very big problem. But so that night she made chili and she left it out on the stove all night. Actually, it might have been all day and all night. And my friend Alex, he was on probation, like I said. So he had to come all the way up to Traverse City from Elma to take a drug test and visit his probation officer the next day. And so he had to be here at like 8 in the morning. So we left. Well, we were going to leave at 5 a.m. So he fell asleep for a little while. But before he went to sleep, he ate a bowl of that chili. And like I said, there's a trigger warning in this episode. So be very careful. I'm a little bit farther along in my emetophobia. I can deal with things like this. I can deal with talking about these things now. But if if you are having a problem with this, I totally understand. Um, If you want to switch over to the next episode, um, the next few episodes are going to be about how to deal with emetophobia in different situations. So, um, yeah, maybe skip to the next one if you don't want to hear a story. There is um, definite trigger warning in this story. So uh, what happened was he ate the bowl of chili. Uh, Five o'clock a.m. rolled around. We decided to head out, uh, and I, I wasn't originally going to come with him, but I decided that I wanted to go just spend the weekend in Traverse City for the weekend, have fun, go to the beach, do, do whatever, and this was before I had full-blown emetophobia. It was kind of like life was normal, everything was fine, and um, so we hopped in the car, and we left, and if you go through Mount Pleasant area, you get to Clare, and then you get to like Roseville area and go up to Traverse City, and uh, what happened was... All of a sudden, we're driving down the highway, and my friend Alex pulls over the car, and he he starts vomiting outside the window. And at the time, it wasn't really that big of a deal. It didn't bother me too much. I almost laughed at it at the time. It was like, that was the way I kind of dealt with things like that, is I would laugh and make it kind of a funny situation versus a traumatic one. So I was like laughing. I'm like, yo, you all right, dude? You feel better? He's like, oh, I feel like a million bucks now, dude. I don't know what that was. I just got really nauseous. I don't know. I'm sorry. So we keep going. About 10 minutes later, he pulls over again, starts throwing up again. And this happened for a good solid 30 minutes straight. Every, every, you know, five, 10 minutes, he'd pull over, throw up a bunch. We made it to Claire. And in Claire, he ended up pulling over to the McDonald's there. We, we hung out for a minute. He had just had cold sweats. He was very sick. Um, he had food poisoning is what happened. My mom's chili made him very sick and he was extremely sick. So I said, hey, man. I don't know if I'm, I'm down to like go with you anymore. I kind of want to just go home. So I ended up calling my mom. It was about 7 a.m. at this point. So yeah, two hours, two hours to make it about 30 miles away from where we were. That's how many times he had to pull over. So it was, it was actually very traumatic. Um, thinking back on it now, at the time, it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal, but it was a huge deal Like now that I think about it. So my mom comes and gets me about 7 a.m. We head back to the house. Uh, I end up going to sleep. And then that night I had a party I was going to go to. And I mean, I smoke cannabis. It's been something, a a part of my life for a long time. So uh, basically my friends come and pick me up and everything's normal at this point. No emetophobia, really. Nothing's fucking with me. Nothing's a matter at all. So I hop in the car with my buddy. We head out and on the way there, we smoked a joint. And I remember it was Purple Kush because it was like this really specific weed that had this crazy like Fruit Loop smell to it. It was super good stuff. 
And I don't know, about 20 minutes away from the party, I get this very like uneasy feeling. And I, I know in emetophobia, it's, it's almost that like very fearful feeling. It's like a, um, you almost feel like it feels like you're going to die kind of is what it feels like. You just feel so helpless. And that's the feeling I got when I got high that day. And so we get to the party. I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'll just brush it off. It is what it is. Maybe I just need to drink some water and chill out. So I I sat down, I, I had a beer, which thinking back was probably the worst idea I could have had that night, which made me feel even worse. And I got even more paranoid and, and depressed and just like this terrible, like sense, like I was going to die. So after a while, I started feeling like I was going to faint. I felt really sick. I just felt really nauseous. Um, I'm really sorry if you're listening this far in and these, I told you there's a trigger warning. So, um, I know that a lot of people have probably felt this feeling before and it was just this helpless feeling like I didn't have control of my mind or my body anymore. And at this point I was, I was pretty drunk. Uh, I had two beers at this point. I thought maybe I just needed to chill out and have a beer and calm down. Um, and so I went in the back bedroom and I laid down at my buddy's house. I'm like, I'm just going to lay down and like maybe take a nap for a little bit and just chill out. I just don't feel very good. I feel very sick. I feel like I'm going to faint. I just did not feel good at all. So you can probably hear the shaking in my breath. I still get very anxious when I talk about this kind of stuff. It's it's not completely out of my mind yet. I, I do have a, a very good way of dealing with my metaphobia, which I will definitely touch on in some um, more later episodes. But um, so I lay down in the bed and I end up falling asleep. And I remember waking up and I couldn't breathe. It was like somebody had me around the throat and like I was suffocating. And what, what I look back on it now, I was having panic attacks is what was going on. I was having like these very extreme panic attacks. And that's something you get with emetophobia. It's one of the, the main like problems with emetophobia is the panic attacks are consistent. So I was having very, very bad panic attacks that night. And I didn't know that it was because of what happened before with my buddy and, and him throwing up and everything. I didn't realize that was what was going on. This was the early onset of emetophobia in my brain. It kind of, this is what switched the switch was this evening. So I wake up and at this point it's like maybe four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. And I feel so bad for my mother because I had to call her again at like 7 a.m. Because I'm pacing back and forth in this house, having extreme panic attacks, not understanding what's going on at all. It's just very new to me. I'd never really had panic attacks in my life. And I got this. I know you guys might understand what I'm talking about. It's almost like there's a frog in your throat. And it makes you feel like you're kind of nauseous, like you want to gag in a way is what it feels like to me. And so I got that frog in my throat, like a, like you had like a loogie in your throat type thing. And it just made me feel so sick and scared. And I didn't know what to do. Like I had no, I was just, I felt so helpless. And so I call my mom again. She wakes up, she comes and gets me. It was like a good 45 minute drive away from our house to come get me again. I felt really bad, <laughs> but I mean, she's my mom. She understood. She came and got me. I went home that night or that day and I spent the day in my room just kind of sleeping and like going through panic attacks and just not understanding what was going on. And every time I'd smoke weed, it would make it worse. It would make me into this paranoid, like panic attack induced, like coma basically. So, um, I just kind of, I'm the kind of guy who like, I just don't want to deal with that kind of stuff. So I kind of just tried to push through it in a way which knowing now it probably wasn't a good idea to do that because it didn't help me at all. So I pushed through it for the next, I don't know, couple hours. And then eventually I realized like something's really wrong here. 
And the next few months of my life were absolute hell. I ended up dropping out of high school because I couldn't handle being in uh, the classroom with anybody. I felt like everybody around me um, at any moment could throw up. And I, I, I just kept putting myself into these weird um, panic attack spirals that I just could not control. Everything was, I was always anxious. I was always afraid. Uh, I was always looking over my shoulder, making sure everybody was okay. If anybody had any sign that they were sick at all or had any sort of symptoms that they were going to throw up or nauseous or anything, um, I, I stayed away from them. And I really like, I had to go be alone a lot. I had to like go in the bathroom and just calm myself down, put some water on my face, calm myself down. It was just constantly trying to calm myself down. It felt like I was always in this heightened, like fight or flight mode all the time. And it ruined my life. It really did. And, um, uh, I couldn't smoke weed anymore. Every time I'd smoke weed, it would make me go into these panic attacks and feel very paranoid and scared. And like, I was going to die and have heart, like almost like I was going to have a heart attack. And that's one of the main things of a panic attack is that heart attack feeling. And, um, I, my, my food choices also changed because I constantly had to think about what if I throw up, I don't want to throw up something that's like ice cream or something like that. So, I switched over and all I ate basically was peanut butter, um, English muffins and a lot of crackers, really like, you know, hard things like bread and stuff like that, or sandwiches, um, things that were just easy to eat that were easy on my stomach. And I was constantly nauseous all the time. It was like the panic attacks would make me feel nauseous, which would then have make me have a panic attack. And it was like this never ending cycle that I just could not break. And this happened for over a year. I was in my home. Um, like I said, I dropped out of high school, so I stayed inside. I ended up playing a lot of RuneScape and video games and stuff like that on the computer. I got really into that because an online community is a lot better than real life because I don't have to see anybody. It was just, we could talk, we could have conversations. Nobody knew who I was or what was going on with me. It was just kind of like a way to escape, which felt really good. Uh, I quit smoking weed at this time for about a year. Uh, I didn't hang out with a lot of people. Whenever I'd leave the house, it was only usually with my mom. I'd go out to the gas station or something. It was very like low key. I didn't want to be around anybody. I made everybody go in the store for me. If I had to leave, um, it was kind of a big ordeal and I, I get very car sick and very like scared and panic attacks. Uh, like I said, it really did ruin my life for a whole year. And, um, then when I turned, I think I was late 17 years old, like end of 17 is when I ended up moving to Traverse city. Um, I think that's a good, good place for us to stop this episode. Um, if you guys have any more questions, um, please, uh, I think you can send me a message on uh, the podcast app that you're using. Um, I am going to set up an email. Uh, I'm just going to probably, it's going to be the Emetophobia podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send me an email, you can reach out, talk to me about whatever you want. I will totally understand where you're coming from. I'm here for you. You are not alone in this. Um, this is something that a lot of people deal with. I've actually met two other people in my life who also had emetophobia and they thought that nobody else had it but them. Nobody else would listen to them. Nobody else understand where they were coming from. And uh, those two people and I had very, very close connections because of our emetophobia. So um, if you want to reach out and talk to me, I will also make an Instagram. That will be in the next episode. I'll release whatever the name of the Instagram is. I got to make sure the name is available. And um, yeah, the emetophobia podcast at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of me and talk. Um, I really appreciate you guys listen, listening to the podcast. If you want to leave a review, definitely please do that. That'll help us get the podcast up in the listings and get more people um, aware of what's going on with emetophobia and uh, help out as many people as possible. I really appreciate all the support. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.